0: Welcome to For The Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and spend some quality time with it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.fm, the best radio station on the internet, or subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or at For the Record Podcast, all ForTheRecordPodcastAllOneWord.com. In this episode, we're talking about the debut album from a band called All Dogs, which are not, to my great disappointment, All Dogs. They are all humans, and they have made an album called Kicking Every Day and the first track is called Black Hole.
1: listen to this album knowing nothing about it or the band and this song is just a great introduction to what they're about the band leader Marin Jones has this high sweet, not distinctively strong at least in these sorts of songs kind of voice but it is very welcoming I think to the album it's very accessible and I think the instrumentals here keep to this kind of mid-tempo grind that is a nice contrast and so there's not a lot of showing off although I think it's Bridge does have some kind of flashy 90s guitar, but the overall sonic effect is very earthy and at the same time ethereal and has this prettiness that is contrasted with the kind of dark, self-loathing lyrics.
0: Maren Jones is also part of the indie folk band St. Seneca, and those dark lyrics could come off as a little cheesy. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through the songs, but something about her voice and the delivery and the way this record has been mixed does a great job of counterbalancing that.
1: Yeah, the self-loathing here where she sings, I'm in a black hole. Everything I touch slowly turns to dust. It's a little over the top, but she manages to sell it.
0: Where we faded out, you and I had some discussion about what that lyric is that she repeats. And I think it's, everything I touch slowly turns to dust, but you are pure. But you thought it was.
1: Well, I'm still convinced that she's singing, you aren't there. And mm-hmm. I think, though, that the song works either way, which is kind of great. Uh, Although things do get quite a bit less ambiguous in this next song, if no less dark, it's called How Long.
0: perfect example of the point I made earlier about the lyrics. The overarching theme of this record is, I am not okay. And one of the lines in this song is, for example, only you will let me in when I'm tearing off my skin. And if the record was mixed in a way where the vocals were very clear and up front, a lot of these songs I think would come off as just very wallowy, but they've got all these heavy guitar pedal effects. And in this song, there's a lot, there's a really grimy guitar line and the vocals are just low enough and her voice is kind of high and thin. So they recede into the background more and you really only notice them if you're doing repeated listens.
1: Yeah, as you well know, I tend not to hear lyrics pretty easily and yeah, on This album, I've spent a couple weeks with it, and I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. And it's more of a general feeling than about specifics, although it's starting to come into focus. And I think that's fine. The songs are really tightly constructed and well-produced, and none of them outstays its welcome. I think the band also does a really good job of varying the dynamics and the instrumentation within the songs, varying the tempo across songs, and I think they really maintain interest for the album. And I think on this one, we have these verses in the bridge that are all about the guitar, and then we totally switch in the choruses into being all about drums and vocals. And maybe it's not super innovative, but I think it's really effective.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a 90s throwback feel here, but I do see it as innovative, because back in the era when this sort of guitar sound was popular, I think a lot of the lyrical content would have been dismissed as confessional chick singer-songwriter sort of music. I mean, we had Liz Fair, but there wasn't really anyone else who was sort of doing this kind of music and was as open, as honest as this group of female fronted bands that I would lump into this style with all dogs, maybe Waxahachie, Girl, Pool, and Bully, who we talked about last time, but they're sort of marrying this grungy 90s sounding music with an attitude that's much more honest and soul-bearing almost. But the next song we'll play is actually a little less grungy, and it's called Sunday Morning.
1: This song mixes things up by having the instrumentals, which sound a little more like what you'd expect to go with the vocals. But then I think at the same time, it's mixing things up structurally. Here we have these two choruses with almost completely different lyrics. And then the title of this song doesn't actually appear in the lyrics of this until the very end. And we have this song that's about morning, and yet it starts with waking up in the afternoon. And I think that's such a nice way of sort of suggesting a life out of control without really going into a lot of detail, at least at first.
0: Yeah, and the clip we played starts with asking someone, If I'm on the floor, can you make sure I'm all right? But don't try to tell me otherwise. Please just help me up this time. And that's exactly the kind of statement that people I know who live a different life now look back on as the sort of thing they used to say. This is a song that comes from the point of view of someone who knows that the choices they are making aren't the ones they want to be making. And in fact, there's a line after that verse that goes, I always said I wanted to be kind, but I never said I had the will to try. In other words, it's the voice of someone who knows she wants her life to be different, but doesn't really know what to do to get there. But at the same time, it's couched in this song that's very upbeat, and it's got that great sort of jangle pop guitar line that made me think this could be a twerp song if the vocals were different. It's very peppy and catchy.
1: Yeah, it's so sunny. And it because of that, I think <laughs> it took me a bunch of listens really to pick up on the darkness that's there. Although once I see it, it's like, how did I not pick up that immediately? <laughs> Again, I don't hear lyrics up front always, but I do like that contrast, and I like that at at least as the song ends it does get a lot more rock and roll and there starts to be some real minor dissonance and feedback kicking in as she's realizing that yeah this isn't really sustainable lifestyle it's dragging her down and i think it helps to put the rest of the song in context and also sonically sets the stage for the next song which is also the lead-in single and sort of the title track and that's called that kind of girl
0: The way it starts with that buzzsaw guitar and the kick drum and the way that Marin jones just lets loose with her voice on this song and if i have any criticism of this album it's that i wanted more of that i'd take less of the high and sweet and more of this anger that she lets loose at hearing somebody being warned away from her and this song does a great job of capturing what i saw as the thematic heart of this record which is the contradiction between the angry reaction where she's singing you know what does that mean when they say stay away from me But at the same time acknowledges that maybe she is a bad influence and you get that in the way the chorus transforms from the first time we hear it and she's underneath the water kicking every day. And then the second time we hear the chorus, it's I don't want to drag you under kicking every day.
1: Yeah, especially after that last song where she's just pushing that sweet vocal sound, I think a little too far. The seams start really start showing. And then here she's pushing in this different direction just as hard and it. Yeah, the result is this near perfect song. Like it's just, you know, I don't. I feel like I'm supposed to praise innovation, and I don't know that there's that much here. But just it's impeccable craftsmanship. It's top notch.
0: But that's worthy of praise. I think. I, I think I can think of a lot of bands right now that I won't name, but who are trying to get this sound right and not doing it nearly as well.
1: Yeah, you. It's true. I, I think that they have this victory in that they took something. And they make something really hard and they just make it sound effortless. Like they they make it look easy, and the pieces just fit together so well. And it's I can't even imagine this song being a different way. It's just like every part is just right, and it really was a no-brainer choice for the single from the album. Although, in a way, it's kind of a bummer because it's setting us up just setting us up for disappointment. And I think we go into this next song, and it's one of the quieter songs on the album called Your Mistakes.
0: When I listen to this album in sequence, which is what I typically do with all records, I have a hard time going from That Kind of Girl, which is one of the best singles I've heard in the past few months, at least, to Your Mistakes, which is kind of meandering and almost feels like a bumper to go between the two high-energy songs, the other one being Flowers, which comes after it.
1: Yeah, I think this song is maybe as close as this album comes to having filler. Uh, But I think it has some interesting points. It has this subtle organ in there and it's not in any of the other songs in the album and they didn't they just and he was so subtly you can almost miss it but i think it really fleshes out the sound nicely and i do kind of like this lyric where she's asks, you're on to something good aren't you you're up to nothing good i think it's blunt but there's uh, there's a cleverness to it that i appreciate and also part of that bluntness is just the title and the lyrics that are really explicitly i think telling us that whereas the previous songs in the album i'm were about her she's like i'm done talking about my faults let's talk about you what are your faults (laughs) and i think that definitely continues on this next track which you mentioned flowers
0: figuring out where to pull a clip from that song because it's just so tight that there aren't really any breaks in the action it's only a bit over two minutes long but it starts out with that really powerful drumming and then the vocals don't take a break through the whole song it almost feels like the singer and the drummer are in a race against each other and then you also have that whipsaw guitar line that's trying to keep up with both of them
1: yeah the song is the fastest and the shortest on the album and it has this structure of verse verse chorus bridge verse and so if you notice there's only one chorus and there's there's no repeated lyrics. Is and it a so chorus it's,
0: if it's not repeated?
1: It feels like a chorus. Okay. But And that's the thing. It's, like, it's obviously a chorus, and yet it only happens once, which is kind of crazy. And so there's no repeated lyrics. It's incredibly dense. And it's also, in that density, it's presenting this really uncompromising critique. I love this bleak line. All the flowers you saved, they're running out. There's just <laughs> this anger and hopelessness in what's a catchy number. It's like this happy upbeat little song and it's such a bummer uh and it also does invoke one of the lyrical through lines that in how long she's a gardener of getting what i want here she's singing about flowers and gardens of longing and in fact the album ends with a track simply called the garden which i appreciate
0: and where flowers makes an internal reference to the last track on the record though song we will play next references something altogether different a fleetwood mac b-side called silver springs and this song is called leading me back to you it out there, the song basically goes from a mid-tempo song about heartbreak and segues into a cover of Silver Springs where Stevie Nicks sings, I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice still haunts you. You'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. And it's so almost creepy and unhinged and I like the fact that in an album that has so many obvious references to 90s alternative, the literal reference they throw in here is to one of the biggest pop groups of the 70s.
1: Yeah, I think creatively it's a little bit of a mixed bag and kind of a risky move to set yourself for comparison with one of the greats like this. <laughs> and yeah, maybe your songwriting isn't as good, but I kind of appreciate how it works in this context that you know, after a breakup, sometimes you just want to wallow with music and you kind of feel like, oh, every song is about you. And this song actually opens with the singer talking about, it, like, oh, I'm going through my old books and records. Again, the sort of thing you would do with a breakup, especially if you were cohabitating and so this cover section at the end almost takes on the shading that she's she found this record and she's singing along to it and it's kind of her way of coping and so yeah i'm not sure that it was fully successful but i think that's a really kind of clever mm-hmm. way to structure a song and i appreciate that taking that kind of risk and and of course now hey let's do a fleetwood mac mini cover what better way to follow that than referencing shakespeare as we do in this next song ophelia that ophelia was hamlet's kind of sort of girlfriend who shockingly died uh i think kind of right in the middle of the play and yeah it's presumably suicide but she dies by drowning and it's really a horrible moment because
0: she's seen walking by the river and then her body is found in the river okay well no it's it's intentionally ambiguous i think and then i think one of the the like chorus explains that she killed herself yeah. but it's kind of open.
1: Yeah. and it's uh you know this happens after hamlet rejects her and says get thee to a nunnery and just sort of condemns her for femininity and then of course follows that up by killing her dad it's, that plays a bummer so every time that Marion jones sings of you know walking by the water and not jumping it's sort of fraught with this dark meaning but then she insists on dipping her feet in and i think it's a moment that has both danger but also promise that she's tempting fate that other people are imposing on her but then she's also seizing control of her fate and saying like what you think of me is not what I think of me and I think she's holding on to that control instead of holding on to the external expectations
0: I like that reading. I actually didn't really understand what the sound was about, so I like your interpretation. (laughs) What I did like was that I I think this is the only other song on the record where Maren Jones really lets loose on her vocals, and you feel her passion and energy. Even though the guitars are kind of blotting her out in the mix, she's fighting to be heard, and this is what I would have liked to have heard more of on this album. But instead, we get another quiet track next, and this is the penultimate song, and it's called Skin.
1: track, I'm having a little bit of trouble coming up with a better word than just weird, where there's this repeated uh, refrain of, I'll remind you of my mother, uh, in a song about romantic desire, which completely undercuts the romance. And it's the song where it just everyone has issues, and she has things she'll replace with the subject of the song, and she knows exactly what or whom she'll be replacing, and yet somehow she ends up being okay with it. And so it's a downer, and yet weirdly hopeful And I think that's a good way of summing up the album that Marin Jones has issues, but she has self awareness and determination, verging on bloody mindedness. uh, That, you know, is just going to.
0: What does bloody mindedness mean? At least
1: in British English, it means sort of stubbornness and to the point of being kind of a pain in the butt.
0: Okay, our our zero listeners in the UK. Yes,
1: our UK listeners, welcome. We are. Uh, Here to make you feel welcome. So, uh, but yeah, she's going to stick with it. And and I think she's going to make it. And she and her band make that process sound pretty great. Even if it's a little uneven, it's pretty compelling.
0: I agree. It's a downer, but I think the emotional honesty is compelling. And as I said earlier, the content of the lyrics is balanced out by the fact that the music is executed exceptionally well. And even though it's kind of a throwback sound, it's done in a way that sounds fresh and has a character all its own. Ironically, what gives it kind of that throwback sound is the guitar and the heavy effects pedals, but the record ends with a song that's very stripped down and it's just her vocals and acoustic guitar. So we'll go out with that. It's called The Garden, and we've been talking about the debut album by All Dogs called Kicking Every Day. This has been for the record. Thanks for listening.
2: on window in the dark. I want to shine Stars at Bedlands Park. There's a flower. i okay.